Sports are Life with Brent and Jeff. Looks like a medieval warrior. Right, that was Showstopper. Ironically, we're starting the show with that song by Toby Mack. This is the Ultra Life with Brent and Jeff. Welcome to the chaos. Yes. That is the Ultra Life. But God brings it and makes something beautiful out of it. That's a rocking song. Showstopper. Showstopper. So it stopped the show temporarily, and now it's starting up again. We hit the unpause button, and bam. We are in our 10th episode. That's right. Who's we're, counting? We're pushing... I like to count. I'm, I'm one of those. You are a counter. <laughs> I'm a counter from way back. He's, got, he, he's got his abacus out. He's got <laughs> <his> beads. <laughs> I, I don't like beans because I can't enjoy them. I just count them. His shoes are I'm off. He needed his toes to get this one done. That's tomorrow. <laughs> next next week. We'll need next week. <laughs> I'll need my toes too. I, I got my two hands out. I'm good. Um, we're going to be talking about walking in light tonight from a Ephesians. Man, I can't say the word Ephesians. We should have picked a different series. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 5, and uh, we'll be in verse 8 through 14 tonight, so you can get out your Bibles. Real quick, during one of the songs, read through the verses so you can jump right along with us. Um, we got lots of great music for you, man. New music from Anthem Lights. We have Thousand Foot Crutch. Some 90s flashbacks to get you guys excited. Um, I just, I'm fired up. Yep. It's and good. It's, you don't have to read... The- the verses that fast. Then Jeff said fast, but you don't have to read them that fast. No. Because we're here for two hours. So. That's right. And usually two songs is like eight minutes. So if you can't read six verses <laughs> eight minutes, you got bigger problems than, <laughs> than we can help you with. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's no. what, that's Brent's reaction when he doesn't know how to... I know. That's how to just, like rein me back in. <laughs> priceless. So uh, for you were once... You were once darkness to kick it off tonight. I didn't even give you time to read. Yeah. For, you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. And that's awesome. Just the hope of that, you know. You were darkness, now you are light. Yeah. The Bible says in 1 John that God is light. You know, he He is light. He is the definition of light. And um, now that we are in him, you know, we were once dark, now we are light. And uh, that is so, so cool. You know, because, man, being in the darkness is not fun. Not I am so. not a fan of dark. Yeah. I just don't. I like the little nightlight. I've never kind of... <laughs> I've never oh, you mean literal dark. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just not a fan of dark. You know, I like it when it's light out. He's got his stuffed uh, animal, his blankie, exactly. which is funny because he's so tall, so it's like a full-size blanket that he carries around with him. All right, that was some rock and roll by Red. The song was called Who We Are, and Who We Are is Children of Light, as it says in verse 8. You were once darkness, but, one of the great buts of the Bible, now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. We are now in Christ, and he is the light of the world, and he has given us that light as well. And because of that, the darkness flees, you know, and and I was talking to Brent before this show, and, you know, everybody out there has had a time in their life when they've just been loving the darkness. They love it. It's just comfortable. It's cozy. And then when you, you're so scared of the light, you know, it's just this, this weird thing. You're like, oh, I can never, like, if I let people know what I'm really like and I'll never, people will think weird of me or whatever. And when you actually do come into the light, you're like, wow, what was I so scared of? <laughs> it's so much better <laughs> in the light. It's like walking around 
trying to find stuff on the floor and not turning the light on. It's like stupid. It's, it's counterintuitive, I think. That's not quite the right word, but whatever. It's it's uh, It doesn't make any sense, is what I'm trying to say. So it's a good thing that God is light and he shines his light into our lives and wants us to walk according to it, which is what our show's about tonight. Yeah, the light of the Lord is awesome, you know, and I don't know, I was just thinking about you describing what you were, I think what you were just trying to describe. Um, you know, w- walking around and trying not to have anyone notice you, like, you know, there's so many people that I know, and I've kind of been this way sometimes, where you just kind of want to go in and out, and you don't want people to, like, notice you, that you're there. It's like, just let me hide, you know. Let me just blend in with the crowd. I don't want to, you know, anyone to pick notice of me because I don't want them to point out all the things that are wrong with my face, you know, whatever it is, <laughs> you know, it's, we have so many fears and so many insecurities and so many things that are a part of us that, you know, there's times where we just want to be in the dark and, you know, God wants to bring all those things out in the light and not to embarrass us or to make us feel bad so that he can heal it so that he can bring it out and, and show us that it's actually the best thing that could have happened. It's the, it's what he created us to be, you know, those things. And, um, man, just, you're right, Jeff, like walking in that, walking in the reality of the God's truth and the light of who God is, um, is the place to be. You know, walking in as children of light for the fruit of the Spirit is all goodness. I love this when he says, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. You know, we have a calling and our calling is to learn. You know, we have the, the word of God in our hands that we can read and we can understand his truth and we can understand the light. Um, he, and it's so often when we're studying, I mean, it happens to me every time I think I read the word is when I'm starting to read something and he brings some truth to my, to my heart or some, my mind, and he reveals something about my heart. He reveals a little p- place in my heart. That's a little bit, got some shadows and some things lurking. And he's like, Hey, how about that? You know, he shines the light on that, that thing. And, um, like I said, he's not doing it because, you know, he's all about finding our finding out our faults and embellishing them and <laughs> saying, see, I told you, you're, you fail in this. Um, we tend to have that mentality though, right? Because we live in a, in a culture that expects perfection, that expects us to figure out how to do it the best that we can and, um, you know, to, to practice enough. So practice makes perfect, right? Um, he does these things and he shines the light on our heart. So, you know, so he can expose those things so that, you know, we, we can be rid of them. He wants them gone. And that's how he starts purifying us and sanctifying us um, and working those things out in our lives, you know, so that we can be found more faithful and more righteous in his presence. And that's just, that's just, that's stuff that's like, you can't even talk about how cool that is. That's yeah. like, uh, it's an eternal spiritual thing that's beyond something we could even try to muster up in our own strength. Yeah. It's funny. As you were talking about this and the idea of what is acceptable to the Lord is popped in my head kind of ties in with what we talked about last week about uh, you know offering the sacrifice that jesus offered with our own lives laying it down and it's the altar life you know we we look at romans 12 1 and 2 and it says to uh, present your bodies a living sacrifice wholly acceptable to god and you know what that is talking about is when you would bring your sacrifice the priest would examine it to see if there was any blemishes before it was sacrificed it to see if it was an acceptable sacrifice that is why it's not like you know like Brett was saying it's not like eh, look at this look at this flaw you know it, obviously back in the days they would it turned into a big scam which is why Jesus was so upset with the temple when they were like making people buy their overpriced sheep because they would find these fake blemishes and all that stuff you know it's talking about like 
shining the light to find any part that isn't acceptable so that it can be removed by the power of Jesus so that we can then be an acceptable sacrifice to live our life for Christ. It's pretty cool how the Bible ties itself together, isn't it? Yeah, totally. <laughs> and I'm getting rocked by thinking about it. But I love how he describes, gives a little description, walk as children of light, parenthesis, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And, um, you know, it looks like something. We were talking about that last week, you know, with the love. love. Walking in love looks like something. It looks like sacrifice. But walking the light looks like righteousness. It looks like goodness. It looks like truth, you know. And, um, man, you know, you know those dirty, rotten, scoundrel salespeople who try to scam you and sell you something and sell you down the river for all, all that you have, right? They don't really want to know what they're, tell you what they're all about, you know? There's always some seat, little thing that they're not telling you, right? You're always afraid of, you know, like, that's my paranoia when I go shopping, right? And it's like someone's trying to sell me this really expensive thing. It's like, how do I know that you're telling me everything and you're not leaving out this big detail because you just don't want my, all my cash, right? <laughs> that's our cynical minds because we've been burnt before, but I think... You know, don't you love us? Don't you love someone you're dealing with who's like completely transparent? You know, what I know is what you know, and I'll let you make the best decision. When you have those people that you know you can really trust, that way it makes all the difference in the world. It's because there's, it's wide open for all to see, and there, and you realize, you know, you're good, you're righteous, you're true. You know, there's truth, there's a transparency to it. We know that I can, I know that it's a, a firm foundation that I can stand on, and. Yeah. Um, Man, that's what it means to walk in the light. Yeah, I was just thinking, I mean, there's so many verses that talk about walking in the light. And as Brent said, it, it looks like something. It, it looks like the outworking of righteousness. You know, it's it's been given to us by Christ, you know, by the righteous acts that he lived on earth. It's been put into our account. What does it look like then? And, and he goes on and says, you know, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. It's like, have a... Have a big party, an ex- an exposition party. I don't know if that's the word. Like, you know, when you when you get over that initial fear, and, it, and I'll just obviously, I, I always run the John three where it says, "This is the condemnation that the light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light, lest they would come to it, and you know their deeds would be exposed." But I, I was saying in the last segment, if you're just tuning in, we're in Ephesians chapter five, talking about walking in light, and. Um, I had referenced John chapter three when it's talking about people didn't don't come to the light because they, you know, they're in their condemnation. They like their deeds that are weak, wicked and they're, they don't want to expose those things. And, and what's, that's a big lie from the enemy is that we think like, well, if, a, if I'm open and honest with who I am and I, and I come into the light, then I'm, I'm going to be condemned. Well, no, you're already condemned by not coming into the light. And the condemnation is not of Christ. It says that those are in Christ. There's no condemnation. It's from the enemy. So he's condemning you and keeping you in the dark So with the lie that, oh, if you go to the light, you'll be condemned. It's like this whole rigmarole <laughs> you know, that the enemy was working. He's working over on us, you know, and I buy the lie so much, you know, like we all do that. It's like, oh, man, you know, like we're, we're afraid the light's going to hurt or something like that. Like, oh, it's like I'm a vampire or something <laughs> like you can't be up before sunrise or something. It's weird. It's so funny because I think a lot of times we're afraid of what people are going to think. But then most of the times the reason why we're doing it is because other people say we should be doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's so weird. It's yeah. like so backward. It's complete deception, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it it is what it is. The enemy yeah. 
wants to deceive us. So he tells us, oh, everybody's doing it. Go ahead and do it. And then when you do it, you're like, oh, man, I can't tell anybody I'm doing this because they'll think I'm weird. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so it's, true. It's, it's That's the best thing ever. It's so true. It's like, oh, why are you the only one that doesn't get to indulge? Go when ahead. Indulge, and everyone's like, oh, I'm not going to tell them he did that. They'll you're, think I'm yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh, you're free in Christ. You're forgiven. Whatever. And then it's like, oh, I can't tell anybody. Because <laughs> they'll oh, judge me. Man. Oh, man. It, when we see it like this, it seems so ridiculous. It but does. then when it when we're in it, it's like, oh, no. Like, you have all those thoughts, even though we're joking about it now. Isn't that funny? Like, I wish we could always see it this way, I like know. in the clarity of Scripture. But, you know, unfortunately, we're flawed. And we, you know, we allowed, we hear those voices. We hear that either it's, yeah, either it's our... Uh, our old life, our old nature, pulling at us and and deceiving us, or it's the enemy trying to put thoughts and lies into our head. You know, either way, we need to bring it into the light because that is the, where the truth is revealed. There's nothing hidden uh, in the light of Christ. Dude, I serve a society by rocking. I'm out there on the front lines, liberating people with my music. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Rocking ain't no walk in the park, lady. All right, that was fired up by that thousand foot crutch. And as we continue, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light, for whatever makes manifest is light. It is shameful even to speak of those things. That's what we were just talking about. Um, You know, these things that are done in darkness are secretive. They're things that people want to keep in the secret and you don't tell anybody because you're afraid of what they're going to think and um you're ashamed you know your conscious is ashamed and at some point you know it gets to the point where you're like you're less and less ashamed unfortunately um but a lot of times you're ashamed oh my goodness i can't believe i did that and actually sometimes you're like yeah i can't believe i did that but i wouldn't want anyone else to know that i did that and uh that's what he's talking about here those things that are done in closed doors those things that are done um, there's unfruitful works of darkness. And he's encouraging us to expose those things. Bring them out in the open. I think the secretive deception of the enemy gets diffused when it's called out on the carpet for what yeah. it is. Is that right? Yeah. You know, man, it's like, you know, I just think about Adam and Eve, you know, in the garden and they're hiding. And God's like, where are you guys? You know, why are you hiding? You know, well, we're ashamed. You know, we don't, why do we have clothes on? You know, and he's like, well, we're ashamed of our nakedness. Like, who told you that? Yeah. And he brings out the light. Who was it that did it? And, you know, and, it, and it's the, they play the blame game. Yeah. But, you know, God dealt with it right there. He exposed it for what it was, what it was. You know, it was the, okay, you did that. You did that. You did that. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of set the, set the truth and, um, you know, and expose the darkness. And that that's... That's what he's asking us to do here. It's like expose it, mm. bring it out into the open. Um, you know, which you know, it's easier said than done, right? I mean, you get caught in if you're caught in it uh, for so, and maybe sometimes it's for years and years and years, and you're so entrenched in it that to actually expose it is like it's really scary. Yeah. It's like almost <laughs> I'd rather die. Sometimes you think, then actually expose this and let people know that I've been living a lie for so long. You're unbelievable. The ultra. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. All right, that was Shed My Skin, a beautiful picnic, and it's time for our unbelievable segment. And what's unbelievable is that, you know, we've been around for a while, and we've done this too at times, but, you know, people who actually, like, 
make complete life stances on things <laughs> because of really insignificant stories in their yeah. life. They realize that, like, you know, as an example, you know, people, you know, it's like, man, I, I took the bus the other day and I sat next to this lady and she talked my ear off and I was really having a bad day. Blah, 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 and they go on this whole, like, long 15-minute story about this conversation and what the lady talked about. Blah, blah, blah. And the moral story is, man, I just never take the bus anymore. Like, <laughs> like they threw out a whole mode of transportation because of a conversation they had while on the bus. It's like, so that was the last day I ever did that, <laughs> ever. But people do that. They like make hard. They make life calls. They basically yeah. say, for my whole life, I am never going to take the bus. <laughs> and they put that down. They nail. They put the nail in the coffin. It's over. It's done because of a bad experience. That's it. They yeah, write like, it off. I know people that it's are over. like. Oh, no, I can't eat that. Like, my dad, like, when he was sick one time, when he was, like, 20, he had the stomach virus, and all he could eat was, like, the oodles of noodles. You know, like, that was, like, the only thing his body would, like, take in. Right. And then he's like, oh, I can't even eat them anymore because all I think about is being sick and I'm going to, like, vomit. I'm like, <laughs> but but that was what helped you when you, like, right. or, like, I know I love Mental. ginger ale. It's my favorite drink. And people were like, oh, how do you drink ginger ale? That's all it makes me think is throw up. Because that's what my mom would give me when I was sick. I'm like, hence it being awesome is that it cures your sickness. That's why I drink it. Like, it makes no sense. Like, oh, I only I don't drink that because it's going to make me. It just makes me think of being sick. Like, <laughs> but it was given to you to help you. <laughs> it ties in with what we're talking about tonight. Props to people who actually like decide they're going to force through that. <laughs> they get that stance and they're just like, you know what? I'm going to just go for it now. <laughs> you know. Full bore. <laughs> it's like I'm just taking on my fear. I'm taking on that fear factor, right? Yeah. I'm taking that on, and I'm just going to do it anyway, even though that lady was on the bus. I'm taking the bus. <laughs> you like, don't care where I'm going. I'm just taking it. Hey, you! You look talkative. Sit by me. <laughs> We're going to do this. I'm I did sick. that with. A, I'm sick of living in the darkness of this. That's <laughs> why so I avoided strawberries for the longest time. Because when I was like eight, I ate one and broke out in hives. And then one day, I was like, you know what? I'm going to have a strawberry. And guess what? I've been fine ever since, and I love strawberries. So See? take that, See? produce. I'm, I'm proud of you. Thanks, man. I'm, I love people who just then on the opposite side. Through. I thought I was. I was like, ah, I don't know why peanuts bother me. Turns out I'm deathly allergic to them and should avoid them at all costs. So there is a that's a justified yeah. life stance. If there's actually a it all if you just weigh it, <laughs> reason it's all good. Nobody has regretted putting all on the altar. Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was your secrets keep you sick, the fold, and they do. They keep you sick. They keep you stunted. You know, we're in Ephesians 5 tonight, and we're talking about the light and the darkness. And, um, you know, Paul gets to this place where he's saying, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Bring them out into the open. He's not saying bring out your friends who are um, in the darkness and ex- expose them to the point where you make them feel bad and you trash them. Because, you know, there's a lot of that go- that goes on. You know, it's kind of like, um, you know, it's like taking your sword, your, the word, and like stabbing your friend to death. You know, it's like that's not what the point is. It's 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 bringing out the works. It's actually exposing the works. It's bringing out the 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 sin bringing out it's not the the sinner making them feel bad it's bringing out the sin and exposing the sin so that it can be dealt with you know it can be talked about there's an opportunity when you start bringing that out there's an opportunity 
for the Lord to come in and, and start working, you know. And, um, you know, you, you were saying it, Jeff, before, is that there's so many people who love the comfort of being in the dark. They're like, you know, I just, this is where I, this is all I know. And being here is comfortable because I know people aren't, it's not going to be the uncomfortable conversation of like, well, how do I do, work around this to keep what I think I love um, and and avoid a difficult conversation. And I think, um, but you've all had those conversations where it was difficult. You had the conversation and everyone loves each other then yeah. because you just feel like, oh, I'm glad that we had that conversation. That's, just, that's a weight lifted off of me. And think about it, that's the way it is with our sin. You know, we're so bogged down and there's so much, we're all, like those who are, have this sin, the weight that they're carrying around, they're just, they're in the dark, they're they're in the secret and they're just carrying the weight of the world and they're soldiers. And, you know, when you bring that out in the open, you just let it go and let Christ take it from you. That you feel It's like having one of those conversations, but times a million, you know, because <laughs> it's like, wow, I'm free. And that's his. That's what he wants out of this comp, out of this part of the scripture. It's great. All right, that was limelight by the no longer, and that was a song about coming, the fear of coming into the light because you're afraid of your reputation being destroyed or something like that, which is a true story. Um, but we, you know, we love the limelight more than the real light, and that's what that that song was talking about. But um, you know, we it goes back into the the Garden of Eden. As Brent was saying, you know, like sin entered the picture and all of a sudden there's all this shame that was never there before. And I was just thinking about like Adam and Eve, it says they were clothed with light. You know, there was nakedness is always, uh, you know, always a picture of shame in the Bible. Like anytime it's like, you know, to cover your nakedness or whatever, it's it's to, to make sure there's no shame. Um, and what's interesting is that their nakedness was clothed by the light. It was by them being exposed to God alone and being out in the open. There was no shame there. It wasn't until they sinned and started to hide themselves that there was shame. And thankfully, God made the covering. You know, he, he their fig leaves, their their man-made covering, it didn't work. It, it just, it wasn't what was supposed to be. But God was faithful and God made the covering for them. And God did that with, uh, with us as well, as far as sacrificing his son, making the covering for sin. So now that it's been covered, you're a believer. There's no reason for us to hide in the dark. God, all things are naked and open, it says, before the one whom we must give account. God's not like, wait, where, where did this two years of your life go? I don't know where that is. You were hidden? You were disappeared somewhere? I don't know. God knows, so let's come out into the light. You know, it says, for it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret, but all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. That's a, that's a promise. It's not something to be afraid of, you know. If you have a toothache, you could live with it. You know, your wisdom teeth are coming in and it's a dull ache and you, you, you're you like, I'll just deal with the pain. It's not that bad rather than go through the surgery and all that stuff. And that's like the real pain that you get. And it's like you have to rip that thing out. It's like, oh, this is the worst. And you're like out of commission for like a day or two. But then it's fine. Like it heals and you're fine. Like we are so afraid of that like temporary pain of coming into the light we forget the long-term benefit of coming to the light. And that's what, you know, for me and for most people, that was the deterrent was the long-term, you know, the temporary discomfort. We, we had our eyes off of the long-term benefit. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but hopefully it did. (laughs) And I didn't give, leave Brent much time to wrap things up, but why don't we get to some music and Brent can take the rest of the show for himself. And, uh, you know, he goes on, he says, therefore he says, awake, you who sleep, arise from the dead. Christ will give you light. It says, so then, 
that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. And he points out, you know, everything around us is evil. The days are evil. I mean, there's fe- the f- this darkness is all around us. And um, I was just thinking about, again, I was just thinking about how, um, you know, when you're in your environment, in your secular environment, world environment, whether it be at work or school or wherever you're at, um, and you bring the light of Christ into that place, you know, it starts shining. And, you know, it's kind of like, what's, it's, it's kind of goes back to what we talked about last week a little bit about when you're in the midst of that, you know, some people are going to be like, wait a minute, you're shining a light. Keep your light to yourself. Keep your light in your own cube. Okay. <laughs> you know, no lights here. Don't start shining your light on things that I'm doing in my life. You know, it's kind of like people start feeling uncomfortable because you start poking them on little things. You know, it's like, oh yeah, how's that going? You start getting there like, so I don't want to tell you about that. You know, you're, you're a good person. I don't want to, they start feeling uncomfortable about that because you're starting to bring Christ into this situation. You know, when Christ is there. It says, and Christ will give you light. You know, he starts bringing that in to the picture. When Christ is there, the light starts shining. You know, I was just thinking about the story of Mark where, um, you know, the with the, the unclean spirit. <laughs> and, he, and he walks in and they're like, hey, you, what are you doing with that? You're, you know, they start talking to Christ. Like, we know who you are. You're the Holy One. You know, leave us alone. It's like Christ picked up the rock and all the little vermin started running. Yeah. You know, it was like. That was that was you know they know exactly who he is and when the light showed up, those who were hiding in secret started scampering back into the shadows, and uh, man, I'm just thankful that Christ shone his shown his light on my heart, you know, and lifted up the rock of my heart and looked in and you know it wasn't comfortable, it wasn't something that was um, you know tears came, brokenness came, you know. Uh, feeling like I didn't have it all together, feeling like I needed a savior, it was reality. It was truth. I did need a savior, and um, and if you're like that tonight, you know, you needing a savior, he's there for you, and he can light up the darkness of your heart and bring you into a glorious light. And um, we're getting ready to wrap things up. We got a couple more songs for you. Um, this has just been a sweet time. You know, anytime you can spend two hours going through the word. And just dissecting it and applying it to your life, you know, taking it in, working it out. Um, it's just, it's edifying. And this is what God wants us to do. And that's why we do it here on the show. And we're so thankful for the opportunity to do it. Um, you know, just to kind of wrap things up. Um, verse 12, just to kind of get a running start. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. You know, we get into this, you know, what do we do? We turn off the lights when we want to sleep. <laughs> you know, nobody sleeps in the bright light. doesn't make any sense unless you're just really tired and you fall asleep uh, at the wheel in the afternoon like I did one time. Uh, <laughs> I'm just laying out my whole life here for you. <laughs> um, the, uh, but anyway, sidetrack. Um we, what happens is when we lay in the dark and you get comfortable there, you fall asleep. And um, Jesus is saying, come on. He's turning the lights on. He's like, wake up. You know, it's like, it's time to go to school. Let me teach you. <laughs> you know, let minutes. me give you like, yeah, that's, you know, I forget who it was. It's Alan Redpath or somebody said, you know, I just always pray for blanket victory. <laughs> you know, that's, that's where we're, sometimes the battle is, is won and lost before we even get out of bed. You know, like. Are we going to wake up and live our life to be a daily 
Are we going to die daily? You know, like as it says, and are we going to live our life exposed and open and honest, a life of integrity from the moment we put our feet to the floor? You know, as as we quoted Spurgeon, I think it was last week. Um, the uh, you know that we would never see another man's face until we've seen the face of God to expose our lives to the light every morning to check and make sure that there's nothing there that isn't acceptable to God before we go because you know we're going to go out we're going to get beat up by the world we're going to get tainted and you know we need to get it set in the right place and if we stay in the dark if we stay asleep to these things that's when the enemy wins he keeps us on the sidelines and um, I'm just a personal testimony of the fear that you have of people finding out about you better they find out because you are exposing it yourself because you know it's wrong and you know it needs to be corrected than for God to bring it to the light because it will come out you know and it says you know that all things are naked and open to him and the best thing even if it does come out not on your terms it's ultimately for your benefit and you're going to see the fruit and the reward of it and that's a promise from the Lord so wake up that's the <laughs> message tonight you know wake up you know and the you know, are you asleep tonight? There's, you know, there's probably a, b- a bunch of us out there that are in some different categories, right? Tonight, there's those who are just asleep. You're fast asleep. You know, you've been in the dark. You've been hiding in the shadows for so long that you don't even remember what it's like to not be there. You know, and and you're asleep. It's like, you know, I've just been living my life and I've, I've got my routine and I'm in the secret. No one's bothering me and I can live by myself and that's great. Well, you know what? That's going to end up in complete destruction. And um, complete and utter loneliness to the point where you're just not going it, to, it, it's going to be disaster for you. So that's that's one camp. The other camp is you're a Christian and you still want to be hanging out with the, with the darkness. You know, you're kind of like walking the fence, kind of wanting to have one foot in both places. And uh, the Lord's talking to you tonight about putting, exposing those things, you know, not trying to live the double life, not walking in the light because Christ has given, made you light because of Christ. And then also trying to, it says, you know, have no fellowship with those things, you know, put those things away, bring those things to the light so that Christ can deal with that. Um, and those of us who man are just buzzing because we're just in the light, you know, and we're just so excited to be in the light. And the challenge for us is to bring that light into our circumstances, wherever we are, you know, bring, bring Christ into the circumstance, bring Christ into the conversation, Bring Christ into that part of your home where, you know, Christ wants to be and he wants to light that up. Um, Bring Christ into that relationship with that unbeliever that you've been struggling telling the Lord about, you know. It's like, bring him into that conversation. Let's see what Christ wants to do, what the light wants to expose. Um, Because there's ultimately some awesome fruit that comes from that. And, um, you know, that's just a challenge for us tonight to check where we are. You know, are we in the light or not? And uh, to expose the darkness so that Christ can work. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly, that's it. Brent was hitting it right on the head. Walk as children of the light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And just to kind of, to wrap up um, the thought from John 3, you know, the flip side of hating the light is loving the light. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen that they've been done in God. You know, there's no shame. It's like, God, I'm an open book to you. That's how we should live our lives. And until next week, be cool, cats. Live for Christ. Christ.